You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 41 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. As we roll out of the year 2021 and we look at rolling into the year 2022, I think it's important to look at the year in totality at the beginning. And one of the best ways we can do that from a retirement planning standpoint is to look at the important numbers that we should know when it comes to a planning standpoint in 2022. Now, there are a lot of changes that happen every single year when it comes to financial planning and retirement planning in general. And a lot of these changes are made by government entities that basically determine how much we can save and in what vehicles we can save in, and if we're able to save in those vehicles based off of what type of income we have. Some of these entities also encourage increased savings or decreased savings in certain vehicles depending on how much income we have. And the way they determine our income and our taxation on that income also changes from year to year to year. So it can seem pretty overwhelming to try to follow and pay attention to everything that happens from a year to year standpoint, specifically when it comes to numbers and retirement planning. So in this podcast episode, I want to highlight some of the more important numbers I think everybody should be aware of as we move into 2022 that could hopefully help you prepare more, and even more importantly, act on some of your better intentions you have with your money and your personal financial situation in the year 2022. So one of the biggest changes that happen every single year or usually happen every single year is the changes to the federal income tax rates and the type of income that qualifies you to pay a certain tax in a specific rate. And again, federal income tax rates affect almost everybody. Now, I know not everybody pays federal income tax, but it does drive a lot of people to make certain decisions throughout the years and specifically at the end of the year when they have a really good idea of what their tax liability will be. And the way we're able to determine all that is to figure out which tax rates are going to apply to our specific situation dependent on what type of income we earn in the year 2022. So as everybody probably is already aware, the federal income tax brackets have not changed. We're still sitting at 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, and 37%. However, the type of income you have to earn, whether you're married filing jointly, single, or filing a different way, will directly be determined by how much income you earn and the type of or the amount of income you earn according to which rate you fall into has increased. For example, if you were a married filing jointly couple and you earned $350,000 of adjusted or of taxable income in a year, that would put you over the 24% tax bracket and into the 32% bracket. The actual cutoff is $340,100. That is a little bit more than what it was in 2021. Another important one which affects a lot of people is the 22% bracket cutoff because that right now is at $178,150. So basically that, which is more than what it was in 2021, so each of those limits got a little bit of a raise, 
which means that if you found yourself at that income limit in 2021 or close to it, you may have the opportunity to pay a little less in tax because of the increases of those limits within those individual tax brackets. So if you get a chance, look at what your taxable income was in 2021 after your federal tax return was filed and compare it to rates in 2022 to see if you're going to come close to entering in a new tax bracket. And if you are, there could be opportunities to help manage your income in order to keep you out of a higher tax bracket than you want to be. But the increase in these income limits within these individual tax brackets should help people in 2022 compared to 2021. Another important number we should be aware of moving into 2022 are the long-term capital gain tax brackets. Now, there was a lot of talk throughout the year last year, or I guess I should say in 2021, about the top long-term capital gain tax bracket increasing from 20% up to 25 which didn't materialize. So again, in 2022, just like in 2021, long-term capital gain taxes fall into one of three different brackets. That is 0%, 20%, or 0%, 15%, and 20%. And the income you earn, again, will determine what bracket you fall into. And again, in 2022, it's nice because these income rates got a little bit of an adjustment, not a whole lot that it probably won't make a material difference, but You can earn a little bit more without subjecting yourself to a higher long-term care capital tax bracket. The one number I want to point out is $83,350 for a married filing jointly couple, which means that if your income, your taxable income is below $83,351, any long-term capital gains you had in that year will fall into that 0% tax bracket. So you could essentially call that tax-free money. So that's a unique planning opportunity everybody should be aware of. The next 2022 important number that goes along with long-term capital gains is net investment income tax, which basically is an additional 3.8% tax on top of your ordinary income tax that you pay that will, or your long-term capital gain tax that you pay if you find yourself with a high enough adjusted gross income or modified adjusted gross income, which means that if your modified adjusted gross income is over 250000 specifically if it's over 250000 by a substantial amount, chances are you're going to be paying an additional 3.8% tax on top of that money in addition to one of the long-term capital gain tax rates, depending on which bracket you fall into that year. So just remember, married filing jointly couple, if you cross that $250,000 threshold, the net investment income tax is something you're going to want to be a aware of and prepared for. Another important change in 2022 is the increase in provisional income. And actually, I don't think it's an increase in provisional income. Provisional income is actually staying the same in 2022 as it was in 2021. Again, provisional income is the income limit that is set to determine how much of your social security check gets taxed every single year. For example, married filing jointly couple who earns between $32,000 and $44,000 of taxable income will have their social security check taxed at maximum of 50%. The social security doesn't get taxed at a 50% rate. It means that your social security check, 50% of that check gets taxed at whatever rate you fall into that year. If you go above the 44,000, it goes from 50% of your check being taxed up to 85% of your social security check being taxed. So again, it's important to consider if you find yourself in a low enough income environment 
while taking out Social Security because bumping your income up even a little bit past those limits could cause a snowball effect of additional tax you're required to pay from your Social Security check. Moving on to 2022 contribution limits. So everybody is always interested in learning about contribution limits they're able to take advantage of, and not a lot has changed from 2022 compared to 2021. The important ones are traditional IRA and Roth IRA contributions. Those are still at $6,000 for anybody under the age of 50. You get that $1,000 catch-up if you're the if you're age 50 or above, which means if you're 55 years old, 56 years old, I guess any age of 50 or above, you can contribute up to $7,000 max in total between Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. Your spouse can also make a contribution up to $7,000 as well. In the year 2022, RMDs, that is another important metric we're going to want to follow in 2022. So if you are set to turn age 72 in the year 2022, you're most likely going to have to start paying RMDs on any IRA or 401k money you have ownership of, unless you're still working for the company you have your 401k through. But let's just assume that you have a million dollar IRA to your name in 2022 and you are going to turn 72 in the year 2022, well, that means that the IRS is going to apply a factor to your million dollar IRA and the number that comes off of that factor based on the million dollars is the amount of money you're required to pull out of your IRA every single year starting in 2022. And that factor number for 2022, if you're going to turn 72 in the year 2022 is 27.4, which means if you have that million dollar IRA, you divide your million dollar IRA or whatever IRA balance or 401k balance you had 1231 of 2021 by that factor, which is 27.4. And in our example, it's a million dollars divided by 27.4. That gets you $36,496. You're going to be required to pull out of your IRA in your 2022. Now, if you have more money in IRAs and 401ks, that required minimum distribution will be higher. If you have less money, it'll be lower. But just know that at age 72, that 27.4 factor will be applied to accumulation all of your IRA and 401k assets unless you're still working at the company that provides the 401k. And then finally, the other interesting number that got raised this year compared to 2021 is the gift tax annual limit. So they call it gift tax annual exclusion. And it's basically the amount that you're able to give to anybody without having to fill out a gift tax return. Now, remember anybody who receives a gift, whether it's a gift of cash or something else, will never have a tax liability on that gift. But the person giving the gift has to record that gift in a tax form if the gift exceeds this year, $16,000. So if I have $20,000 and I want to give $20,000 to my son, I could do that. My son could take the $20,000 and he'd have zero tax liability he would owe from receiving that $20,000 as a gift. However, I would have to record that $20,000 on a gift tax return that year. I wouldn't pay any tax myself on that, but it would get recorded and that $20,000 amount would go toward my lifetime exemption amount, which right now is $12,060,000. So again, $16,000 and you can give that, you can use that $16,000 annual exclusion on multiple people. So if you have 
eight children, you can give them all $16,000 a piece. They wouldn't owe any tax or have to record any tax liability on that money, and neither would you. It could just exchange hands and nothing needs to be done, and there'd be no tax liability due on either side of that. And then finally, again, I touched on it just briefly before, but the lifetime exemption amount, that that $12,060,000 is still in place. That was something that was talked about in 2021 about being lowered dramatically, but as of now, it's still in place. So again, you're able to die with that much money. And if you don't cross that $12,060,000 threshold, no death tax or estate tax will be due. And again, a married couple basically gets a double of that, which is over $24,000 or $24 million. So if you don't believe your total net worth at the time of death is going to hit that amount and you're married or you're single and it's not going to hit the $12 million mark, chances are you're not going to have to worry about paying any estate tax on that money. Again, that's on the federal side. If you live in a state where there is a state death tax, that is probably much lower than the federal exemption limit. So that's something you're going to want to look into if it's something that applies to your specific situation. So those are the big numbers in 2022 that I think most people should be aware of as they start increasing or continuing or starting their retirement planning or just general financial planning in the year 2022. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.